Hello. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. Did we just start a pod? Yeah, dude, I think we did. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I don't know, man. Did we just start a podcast or something? Um, you know what? I think we may have, but I don't know what we're doing, so let's just do it. <laughs> let's just run with it. <laughs> How has life after college been, Ria? Spill the tea, please. You know, life after college has been, I would, I guess you say interesting. I think there's a lot you expect it to be. Um, and but a lot, not. yeah, like, there's a lot more of, I would say, like, up and downs and learning experiences. And I feel like we often think life after college is just your work or, you know, you start a career or whatever. But what I've learned is it's a lot more of everything and everything is a learning experience from friendships to yourself to learning how to be an adult to work and all the above little little did we know that two random chicks who went to a random school in Philadelphia like out of the blue some six years later decide to make a podcast um, about (laughs) life after 21 so much for that Literally. So for context for everyone, Porva and I met six years ago. Um, and very ironically, we we're both freshmen. Like she said, we both ended up at Drexel, which is a private mm-hmm. school in Philly. Um, and my dad had messaged me and just been like, hey, I have a family or we have a friend whose niece is from India and is playing squash at Drexel. You should message her and go make friends with her. And I was like, what? I'm not going to message this random girl and just be like, hi, my dad told me to reach out to you and say hi. Like, I don't know who she is. Like, she's not going to know who you are. Excuse me. <laughs> this is how this is how friendships work, you guys. You just randomly DM the person <laughs> and then and then hope for the best and then hope that they make a podcast together several years uh, later apparently yeah but <laughs> long story short we ended up meeting I think a little later that year and like one of our at the time mutual friends but neither of us talked to her anymore um dorm room um and then fast forward we did a drama class together the best class ever the best class ever like yes it was it, yes. it was so fun um But we just ended up connecting over all things from life to food to Mm -hmm. food was food was important, man. Food still is important. Yeah, yeah. We had like we literally had so many spill the chai sessions over the best chai that we we could possibly make. And And I mean, like, think of two like little 19, 18 year old girls being like, I think this is how we make chai. chai. Go for it. Like, this is right, right? Like, I think this is right. I think so. This is right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, over many, many spill the chai sessions and many, many study abroad squash matches, eventually leading to 21 birthday parties. Um, to, yeah, to co-op in, we interned in multiple different cities. Yep. And then to graduation. And then yeah. after oh. that. <laughs> 
she makes it sound worse than it is but I think we've just done a very good job of keeping up with each other and really supporting each other as we've both kind of fared through multiple things in life um, after graduation so we've always you know our spill the chai chats continued as we left college and we were always a great support system for each other and kind of found ourselves relating and talking about a lot of topics that we struggled with after college and Mm -hmm. just decided hey maybe someone else could benefit from some of these insightful conversations where we try to just give each other a little bit of comfort a little bit of tea I think that's actually the perfect segue into our first topic for the month, which is friendships after college. Which I don't know how many of you struggled with, but I have had one of the most nerve-wracking, exciting, overwhelming couple of years post-college where I've just, I don't know, just had a roller coaster of emotions maintaining friendships and it's not the easiest and and that's why Rhea and I felt when we started this podcast to talk about friendships, because that's something that most people sort of know of, but don't fully speak about in public. Um, we wanted to sort of talk about how interesting it is to maintain friendships, to make new friends in a new city as we navigate through adulthood. I'm, I think she hit it kind of spot on right there, just leaving school and going into the world and understanding how to navigate these friendships and also how to make room for new friendships is such an interesting topic. And today, the main thing we really want to talk about is how to maintain your friends after college or really what happens to those friendships that you made in college or even maybe before college. Yeah, I can like think of maybe six good friends that I have in my pocket right now and then the rest that I made in freshman year I do not know where they are what they do rode the wave through freshman year parties with them but that's about that I don't know what's going on in their lives at the moment yeah I think honestly I'm very similar in that way um I think it's been even I I see myself kind of even struggling with the friends the close friends I did walk away with senior year because Everyone is now in a different time zone, on a different (laughs) schedule, in a different place in life. So it's been a really cool learning experience Mm -hmm. to see how everybody um, decides to maintain those friendships. And just for context, Apoorva and I are currently legitimately halfway across the world from each other. I was just going to say time zones is my favorite part of any friendship because Rhea and I are two people who just love moving and shutting shop (laughs) and just finding the next adventure and that's not to like prop ourselves up over a pedestal or anything but genuinely we tend to get bored of a city really fast and I moved across the world not less than five months ago and I'm still surprised that we're doing this that we're still keeping at it but it's so funny I was having a conversation with one of my friends yesterday and we kept postponing our chat after after I don't know a couple weeks of us just saying oh like sorry rain checking oh my god sorry messed up the time zones we were talking to each other and she just said Apurva it's so hard to maintain friendships right after college I'm struggling to kind of understand who is my crew and who is my inner circle and 
and I don't know, Ria, how many, how many close friends do you have in your inner circle right now? Like, how's that going for you? You know, I don't even know if I have the right answer or if I have an answer for you right now. Um, Even as like the world has started to open back up, um, I'm seeing my inner circle change a little bit in terms of I think both what I need as a person and also what my friends need itself. Um, I think it's (laughs) a very big learning, I would say, but I don't know. I Like I said, I don't really know if I even have like an answer to that. I think your inner circle, I feel, is something where it is almost what you make it. But and it's, it's a work in progress. Some, oh, yeah. I think it's always a work in progress. Always. Yeah. But I mean, that actually goes to one of the things we wanted to talk about is I think one of the things people forget about is friendship is a two way street. So even when you're trying to maintain your friendships, Often you feel a lot of pressure on how to maintain them or what to do, but you have to acknowledge that it's two-sided. You can do everything in your power to maintain the friendship, but if it's not returned from the other side, it's eventually going to go down at some point in time. Yeah, and I don't know if you like to do this, but I do this with my gals. A lot of us sort of are spread, spread across the globe, and you know, like Rhea and I spoke about earlier, we sort of all have different time zones as a common thread between all of us. So my gals and I sort of schedule calls or schedule calendar invites throughout, I don't know, once or twice a month and have a group workout session so that we just sort of don't force the friendship, but kind of make an effort to staying connected and looking at each other and maybe just laughing and yeah. I don't know, laughing and or crying over a couple of burpees. <laughs> but you know, no, I think that's a great idea. That's actually something that I had to learn as we got older too. Mm-hmm. Is like calendar invites were a great way to maintain those friendships. Um, honestly, from college or when you're making new friends as well. But I do that with a lot of my friends where we just kind of have a standing time on our calendars and don't get me wrong we're all busy it doesn't always work but even if it doesn't always work it's there for you to remind each other oh we were supposed to talk today and you move it if you can't make it happen but it's a great way to keep that friendship or that group kind of top of mind yeah and it keeps it energized too sometimes you know I have friends that get overwhelmed with calendar invites so what I personally do is just make a calendar invite note for myself addressed to myself saying hey that's Purva, a good idea yeah reach out to Ria at the end of this week and check in on her make sure she's okay I mean you would think these things are intuitive is that the right word intuitive I think so yeah <laughs> like like you just think of it yeah. out of love yeah you think of, you would think that they would just like occur to you but 99% of the time most of us 20 something year olds are so caught up in our in our own bullshit that we <laughs> forget that it's nice to check in on your friends once in a while. So I like to calendar invite myself, actually. I like that. I think that's a really good thing. I think what I've kind of realized is once you get older as well, your work habits and personal habits start to mesh a little bit. I think through college, it was so easy to be like, this is how I operate, like, professionally, quote, unquote, and this is how I operate personally. But you see them start to blend a little bit more because, I mean, let's be honest, you're working more time than you have personally now that you're an adult. Yeah, I don't know what personal life is. 
<laughs> but I think it kind of goes back to like whatever helps you out professionally, yeah. whether professionally you are the type of person that has your calendar filled up to remind you to do things or if you're a list maker or whatever it is, but add your friends to whatever process works for you because yeah. that's what's going to help. And that's like the first great takeaway of our little podcast, which is calendar invite your friends or calendar invite yourself. It's such an effective and great way to stay accountable and keep each other in the loop of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and just a little side note, if anyone caught on to that, but Apoorva and I are obsessed, and I mean obsessed, with Robin Hood snacks. H-Y-H-Y-S-D. So <laughs> But you're going to be getting takeaways from this that we hope every single day, not every day, every 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 podcast. Yes, Yes, there we go. Um, (laughs) But be prepared for your takeaways. There'll probably be more than three takeaways, maybe sometimes four, but we're going to try to follow Nick and Jack. Nick and Jack, right? Yes. It's the best way to start my morning. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we've given them free promotion, I don't know if, Rhea, you go through this, but a part of my problem in sort of maintaining friendship is, you know, I occasionally tend to overexpect a lot from my friends. I tend to, I don't know if dumping all my problems on them is one way to say it, but sort of expecting them to be my go-to for every little thing in my life, sort of recognize that that's probably not the healthiest process in maintaining friendships um no I think that's a really good point I think we expect our friends to act the way that we act in friendships so you're essentially expecting someone to be a you to yourself but what people forget is first and foremost you should be your own friend first to fill Mm -hmm. that void but also understand what role other friends take on in your life Um, and also understanding that you can have different friends for different areas of your life like sometimes your friends don't need to be everything to you they can be one part of who you are yeah I love I love that she mentioned that because this is not necessarily something I learned very early on some people understand it I have friends in my life who are just so great at designating friendships you know they're so good at owning themselves up, but also sort of compartmentalizing their life and opening up segments of their lives to specific people. I am more like an open book. So if I meet someone that I trust, it is just cry me a river every (laughs) single day. Like, I'm just like, oh, there you go. These are all my things that I'm going through. Please be my friend. I have had to learn over the years of growing up and moving on and moving cities and meeting people like Ria even, like, who both of us have had such uniquely different but similar it's a very complicated loaded word there but experiences (laughs) that we've sort of recognized that you know there are some things that I definitely go to Ria to I I remember there's so many times in my life when I need serious critical advice I go to Ria and she just sits me up straight and she's like girl get your shit together um (laughs) And I think it's just so important to have those friendships where you recognize that someone has something to offer and that's their specialty and you need to go to them for exactly that. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing we ironically um, had actually a very similar situation where Apoorva and I were having a conversation like that. And 
at the end of the conversation, she kind of told me like, thank you. I always come to you when I need this type of thing because you know me also and you know what I need to hear in the way that you do. But what the way that she said it was very affirming to me understanding my role in her life as well. So it was kind of a very nice way for her to say this is what role and what significance you have for me in my life. Um, so I think that's a really like big thing too, is like you can designate your friends to have certain roles in your life, but also find a way to make sure they understand what that role is because it's like a relationship at the end of the day, right? Like with your significant other, you have to talk to them about the best methods of communication and what your expectations from them they're like from excuse me from them are um but it's the same way with a friendship you want to make sure I guess that you you know while you're seeking advice while you're venting to your friends while you're sort of just having a life-altering conversation with them you know you drop in that note of appreciation so that they understand their role in this beautiful thing that you're trying to maintain every single time you talk like I'm not saying you can write it all over the friendship and say okay Ria like you're gonna be my critical friend no (laughs) but in its essence communicating to your friend that I love you so much you know when I need important advice I come running to you because that's how much I value in our friendship and I think also just because you know you designate certain roles to your friends doesn't mean they can't know the rest of you you can still tell them everything all your experiences but you can tell them what you exactly need of them and even though they play different roles in your life also doesn't mean that they can't be friends with your other friends you know I think I we talked a lot about the role I play in Apoorva's life but she definitely has other friends who are just there for feeling good and having a good time and I'm still friends with them and we still have a great time all together but it's not cutting one thing for like putting everyone in a silo it's yeah like building a team like giving everyone a role but having a joint goal yeah and that's the best way to create and maintain friendship at friendships at least as to what we recognize so far and that's a great Second takeaway for our podcast today. I was just going to say is... So the takeaway is designate certain friends uh, to help you with certain problems within your life. And also recognize that each friend can't be absolutely everything to you. We're all growing up. We're all getting busier. So delegate the responsibilities of you. Yeah, delegate and conquer. Another thing, um, like I know I personally have been hearing a lot about and reading a lot about um, in other podcasts or articles or books or anything is about how as you grow older, you grow out of other friendships. And I know personally for me, it's something that I've had a lot of trouble kind of dealing with is growing out of friendships and letting go of certain friendships. Yeah, because there's there was at some point in our lives so much meaning attached to those friendships. Like, I remember having a couple best, quote unquote, best friends when you um, grow up as children, you know, your childhood friends, you run around with them in your underwear across the house. But that's about that. I mean, there's nothing (laughs) else to talk about right now because we've had such varied experiences in our lives. 
Um, I grew out. I chose to follow another path. They might have followed another path that doesn't really coincide in any way, shape or form. Yeah, um, I think it's just also one of those things where like in order to really make room for more people in your life and maybe more people who grow the same way or have similar goals and can help you achieve certain areas that you never thought of, you sometimes have to let go of others who may not be bringing any more insight to you and maybe you're not bringing any other insight to them but I don't know about you and I feel bad for if my ex-boyfriend hears this but losing a friend <laughs> to me is more painful than a breakup sorry not sorry <laughs> but I definitely think it's like one of the biggest things that is such a struggle is recognizing when you might have to let go of a certain friendship yeah because you're just not helping each other anymore yeah, I don't know per se when the timing of letting go of a friendship is, but you know, it's just one of those things that I can attest that I used to hold on to so much because there's so much of a history associated with it. But then, you know, after a certain point, it's like you can, you know, sometimes it's okay to let go of someone who you had a great relationship with in the past and they added so much color to your life at that one phase in your life. And that's that. I think adding more pressure to it and, you know, trying to make this work sort of destroys the whole foundation of that friendship that was beautiful at one point. A hundred percent. And I think another part of it is if the want is there from both sides, then you're both going to continue to try and that friendship won't fizzle. But if you take a step back and you see the other person also take a step back, then you know it was something mutual for both of you. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be a lot less awkward when you see them a couple of years later and you're like, hey, how's it going? But then it's just as sweet as a first meeting and then you move past it. Just say, oh, yeah, I used to be best friends with her. I'm glad she's doing great in her life as opposed to like forcing something and then just being like, I hate her, you know, whatever. Yep. We and having hate her or him. Out. Yeah. 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 It's like um, it's like having an amicable breakup rather than having like a blowout where someone cheated on someone else <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Apparently, I can't come up with any other better analogies for this. But I mean, I guess what would you say the main takeaway here is, Apoorva? It's as simple as it's okay to grow out of your friendships. You know, it's painful, but it's completely okay to move on and find people who you associate better because it's a part of growing up. I think one thing we also really want to acknowledge is, like she said, it's painful doing that. But One thing to remember during that is you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this to help yourself and you're not doing it because there was something wrong with you or something wrong with the other person. It's just to help you both. Yeah. And I guess to end this on a sweeter note, this, since this is our first ever podcast, we want to say that the purpose of this podcast is to empower the 20 something year old that's going through a hell of a ride we're here to hear you we're here to voice our concerns and we hope that you prioritize you and you prioritize developing yourself as you develop your aura around you a hundred percent i think that 
concludes our first episode. Oh my god, did we just do this? I'm really scared to listen to this. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. But I think I think we got some content here. I think our listeners can agree. Some I content. hope so. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Um, our topic of friendship is going to carry on. But next week, we're going to be talking about workplace friendships, which is a very oh, big topic. It's a whole new ball game. It's and a we're whole new ball excited game. to share all of those insights with you. But we would also love to know if you guys have anything um, you want us to talk about or kind of bring up while talking about workplace friendships. Feel free to DM us and we'll talk about it. All right. Until next week. Bye, guys. Bye.